Hey everyone, it's Halen. Before we get started, I wanted to say thank you for listening. This podcast exists because my moderators and I really enjoy playing Destiny with a great community of people in our Discord server. If you're not a part of it, we'd love to have you. Please check out our profile page at anchor.fm forward slash clan chat, all one word, and the link is in the description of the podcast. This is a first for all of us on clan chat, so please give us some feedback and ask questions if you have any. We'll do our best to answer them on future shows, and you can use the voice messages on anchor.fm or ping us on Discord. For this episode, I had to turn myself down a bit, and I apologize for the pops in my microphone. I'll get that sorted out for the next episode. Finally, I seem to have forgotten to introduce myself with my panel, so I'll do that now. I go by Halen, spelled H-V-L-N, which is a play on my middle name. I'm founder of the Destiny 2 clan Assist City, and the host of this episode. Video games have been a part of my life since I could remember. In high school, I really got into hosting LAN parties for my friends and I to play Halo. What started as a two Xbox, six to eight person hangout soon became two games of 16 people in an all out house party over the weekends. Fast forward some 15 years and I'm playing Destiny with my wife and some close friends. Using a joke about only getting assists in the Crucible, we come up with the name Assist City for our clan. The name gained relevance as I started to stream Sherpa raids and help new players through raids every week. The clan now consists almost completely of people that I've led through raids or their friends. I consider myself a casual nowadays, but still love getting groups of people together to enjoy gaming. Please hit me up in the Discord if you want to talk or if you have any questions. Welcome everyone to the first episode of Clan Chat, your source for Destiny 2 news and discussion from the clan moderators of Assist City. I'm your host, Halen, clan founder and current casual in the game. Along with me are my faithful, knowledgeable, and salty panel. Take a minute and introduce yourselves. Let's start with uh, you, Death. All right. Um, Death of Taxes. You may hear people call me Death or D&D for short. Uh, no one really likes to call me Taxes, though, even though, you know, I don't know. I guess you are taxing like on us. Is taxing. That yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm a shoulder-charging, panic-slamming Titan main. Um, I usually play Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, starting around 6 Pacific, which also happens to align with the, the times I stream. So the shameless plug there is you can find my stream at twitch.tv slash deathandtaxes underscore TV. All right. Thank you very much. And to keep his ego down, uh, let's skip over synth and go to Swag. Swag, why don't you <laughs> introduce on. yourself? Yeah, I'm Swag Walker from your clan. I mostly play PvE. Warlock is my main class, and you'll see me probably playing for 24 hours in the game. <laughs> That's it's uh, more concerning if you don't see Swag playing. Yeah, really, like we need, we need to check up on him. If we go 24 hours and you don't see him on, please message him, make sure he's okay. <laughs> Nothing happened. And I thought you were a hunter main. See, he calls himself oh, a warlock man, but I feel like he plays as hunter more. You're just insulting me now. Oh man. <laughs> All right, and uh, oh wait, hey Synth man, why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Synth, and <laughs> you guys probably already know me. Uh, more wow. on that, though. Uh, wow. <laughs> you, See, I was going to feel bad. Around... Oh, no, go ahead. I, I said I was going to feel bad about my jokes, but uh, never mind. You just uh, yeah, solidified it. <laughs> just there. confirmed it. Yep. Can't put this ego in check. Um, You'll most often see me around the clan helping out with small activities, be it Whisper or Forges, Raids, anything, really. Um, 
I am starting to stream a little more again. You can catch me over at Twitch uh, slash synth. Um, trying to get a little bit of those bits death has been getting. And um, <laughs> don't take my bits. <laughs> I'm trying. And uh, yeah, I'm always open to any questions or interactions with any of you guys. So feel free to hit me up Discord, Steam, Bungie, anywhere, really. All right. Thanks. And of course, if you guys ever need anything from the mods, if you're in the clan or if you're in our Discord, you can always do at mod in the server. Um, and that is synth with two N's, S-Y-N-N-T-H. All right. Bless. Cool. All right. So this show, uh, you know, we're, we're getting things, uh, we're getting used to how we're going to do this show, but um, this is going to be the overall structure. We're going to talk about some clan news and uh, highlights. And then we'll move on to usually the TWAB uh, of the week, you know, any any Destiny news there. And then current content. Uh, we may get to a point we'll ha where we'll have guests or maybe there was a big clan event that we'll, we'll want to highlight as the main content of the show. But otherwise, that's about it. So moving forward with the first bit of clan news. Um, first of all, recruitment. Uh, main thing about recruiting people to the clan is just get out there and play. Uh, play with people, get outside your, your comfort zone, and invite them to the server. Uh, we can give them guest or eventually friend, and if they keep playing with us and they're a good fit with the group, we can send them an invite to the clan. Um, so always ping a mod uh, if you're thinking about inviting someone, uh, or if you feel like they should be upgraded to friend in, in the server, the Discord server. And mods will always decide whether or not someone will be put into the clan as a member. So don't go out promising people like, yeah, guaranteed, you know, you're going to get in. Um, because we are getting up there to, we're already at almost 70 people in the clan, so we don't have that many slots left. Um, so, But we do want to recruit, and we do want to get some good players out there. Next, we want to talk about some events. Let's see, Synth, you want to talk about the events, what's been going on lately? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, there's a couple things I want to touch on in clan events. Um, I know for the past few weeks, everybody has been absolutely stellar in regards to attendance. You guys show up on time, and if you can't, you change your status on our little sign-up tool, and you give out a shout-out, which is great behavior. I love that, and please try and keep that up because it's always good to be more communicative with your, uh, with your clan. And um, just keep these things in mind when showing up. Make sure you get there early. It kind of gives you times because, you know, we've seen a couple times that we've forgotten to pick up the clan bounty from Hawthorne or maybe uh, Dim isn't working right and we need to get a couple things from the vault manually. Give yourselves like five or ten minutes to come a little earlier. You can grab your bounties. You can set up your equipment for all your for the entire raid. Uh, get your sleepless on you if you need it early or your cluster bombs or whatever you need. That way, it takes a load off of your back, and it makes the run that much more smoother. On top of that, uh, Death's going to talk a little bit more about this later on, but um, we've been rearranging things into uh, event sign-up. I've actually introduced a brand new community events channel. Here, you get to have events that you can invite anybody outside the clan, inside the clan in, because I've had a couple people from outside contacting me saying you know, that they want to participate with us. We seem like a pretty cool group. So here, feel free to make whatever event you need to do. It could be for PvP, PvE. As long as it does not interfere with our scheduled clan events, you are in the clear to make it. Just give uh, the mods a heads up if you do need any assistance in the carrying out of this event or the planning of this event. You can even set this up for 
like if you have a real life friend who's playing Destiny and is in their own clan and they're cemented in there, they don't want to leave, but they still need a little help. That's what we're here for. They, you know, they, we call ourselves the Sis City for a reason. We want to reach out to everybody and give them a helping hand. Yeah, so you, and, um, you do need to be uh, a clan member to make events in this channel, in the community events channel. But like he was saying, you know, anyone can go and sign up for events in there. Yeah, even 100% on that. You can use this to like, uh, as like a jumping point to reach out towards other people and, you know, invite them to have some more fun with us. Yeah, and I think they kind of went over it, but if, if there's an event that you want to keep strictly to clan only, um, just message a mod and we can... Uh, and get it scheduled onto the the clan events if we find that appropriate um so that just if it's like you know i want to just do a pvp event just the clan uh we'll you know kind of talk among mods and see where it fits best and then you know we could put post it up to the clan events but um yeah i just want to add on to that part anything else you want to cover Seth, on that uh no that's 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 pretty much it just uh if you ever have any slightest amount of doubt in your head about creating a event whether in the community channel or contacting one of us to do one in clan chat or in uh, in clan events just you know message us all right cool uh let's move on to the the clan schedule itself so this is like a little more focused on the events within the clan schedule um so and of course, if you don't know what we're talking about, because I, I noticed there's actually a lot of clan members out there that are playing the game, but I just added, for example, a couple of people to the Discord server this past week that have been in the clan since the launch of Destiny 2. <laughs> um, so if, you, if you're not familiar with the events and the event bot, please go check it out. Uh, it's in the, There's some stuff in rules, and then, of course, the channels themselves. If you scroll to the top or check the pin messages, um, it tells you what you can do to sign up. Essentially what it is are postings with uh, reactions at the bottom or the little emojis. And the reactions stand for, you know, yes, sign up. Or if you decide you can't go, you click no. And then there's like a maybe or a standby on there. Um, but for the clan schedule, the uh, we got a couple different things going on. So I'm going to pass it over to Death to talk about the schedule itself and also the new sign up rules. Okay. So we're going to start with a set schedule um, with some some raids and some clan event days. Um, so everything's kind of subject to change, but here's the schedule we're going to go off uh, first. On Tuesday and Wednesday, starting at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, we're going to be running Scourge of the Past. On Thursday and Friday, we're going to be running the Last Wish raid. And then on Saturday, we're going to have um, kind of keep it open for community or, or clan events days. Uh, maybe that'll be PvP or, you know, when Gambit private matches eventually come out, we'll, we'll do some of that stuff. And then on Sunday slash Monday, we'll, we'll probably be doing a legacy um, raid. So some of the older older raids of Leviathan or, or the um, Eater Worlds or Spire Stars. Um, we're still kind of setting up the rotation of those and still trying to figure that out. What this, what these mean is, because we're doing a, a Tuesday and Wednesday scourge of the past, we ask that everyone just sign up for one of those only, so that way um, we can kind of rotate people in and out. Of course, my dogs start to bark right when I'm talking. Um, <laughs> the, the goal of that is to get as many people in these um, as we can. For each each day that is being rated, it'll kind of be up to the groups to decide if they want to do multiple runs, but there will be guaranteed at least one run that night kind of set them up in this way so that you know i know some people play every other day or um they like a break in between days of, of rating so that way you know if you go to the scourge of the past on tuesday um you can have wednesday you know essentially off or 
you know, an off day to do other stuff like, you know, Forge or PvP or whatever. And then you can come back on on the, uh, the Thursday Last Wish. The, the that's the essentially the 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 main schedule that we're gonna start out with. Um, those events will be posted to the the clan events channel automatically. Um, they're reoccurring to set up reoccurring. Starting in the first of the year, so January first, there'll be a um, one and two reaction. So like Halen kind of talked about the reactions to the event signups. Right now we just have it as like yes, no, and and standby. Well, because we've seen you know a, a good reception to a lot of these events and they're, and they're filling up pretty fast, we're going to be having a, a number one and number two sign up along with the existing react. Uh, well, we'll have a no still and probably a standby still, but basically, um, we're going to be setting up two different groups. So if if group one fills up, there's no more spots in the, on the group one. Um, just sign up for group two. Now th- th- these groups aren't guaranteed the way that they're going to be they're going to be uh, formulated as far as who's in them. The kind of People will, will kind of figure out whoever is essentially running the, the the events will be figuring out what the the best group balance in, is between the, the two groups to kind of make sure that we get people that are knowledgeable of the event, um, you know, in, e- in each run and, and there's a good balance, you know, that might be the actual people or maybe, maybe classes or whatever, what have you. So that's how we're going to be going forward. Um, if there isn't enough to fill fill two groups, um, maybe we'll be able to ping some clan members close enough more to the run and see if anyone's interested. But I think, you know, with with the turnout we've been having, we'll, we'll be pretty close to filling up two, two groups um, there. So as always with that, um, if, if something comes up and you're not able to to make the run, um, just make sure to post in, in clan chat saying that you you got to, you know, change your, your RSVP so that somebody else can um, can look at that. If if both group one and two are full, just hit that standby button because, um, you know, you never know when something's going to happen and also allows us to um to know that there's people 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 in the waiting so that's kind of how those are gonna go yeah and also like if you see both groups full so you know one's full two's full please vote for standby if because that tells us that there are people out there that want to do these raids and we might need to start a group three or you know it might incline someone that is just doing it on a weekly basis but maybe they don't really need the drop or they'd be like ah i can do something else tonight they maybe next week uh they'll uns- they won't sign up or maybe they'll unsign up so you could get a spot so it's voting for the events or signing up for them in an appropriate category really communicates a lot of information to us and the rest of the clan uh to make sure that people get into the events that they want to do anything else on the schedule all yeah, right the, the legacy events that we're going to be um setting up our good chance of kind of getting people that haven't done them before um, a chance to, to do them. And also it's a good source of a lot of the catalysts, you know, the, the sleeper simulator catalyst is in there. Um, I think Telesto and tractor cannon or something too. Yeah. And so like there's still some good stuff in there. And people were getting them like crazy too. Like you guys ran one or two legacy this past week. Yeah, mm-hmm. we ran, uh, we ran Spire. two Spire stars and one person got the emo um, in line, got the emo. And I think, um, Quang Quang got the, the catalyst. Like the catalyst, right? Yeah. 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 It's pretty so, cool. Still um, good stuff in there. One more thing on top of that. Since there is a variety of legacy content we can run, you know, you have Leviathan, Spire Stars, and also Eater Worlds, just there isn't any specifics as to which legacy content we're going to be running. Just talk it over with everybody who's attending beforehand in clan chat, and we can organize how we can tackle that the most efficient way possible. All right. Let's move on to our next segment, which may or may not be a thing continuing forward. Uh, it's kind of odd 
being <laughs> an audio podcast, but uh, anyways, what I want to try to start doing is a post of the week, which comes from the Discord. Um, so every week we will look through the Destiny Media Share channel and highlight a post, and clan members and non-clan members alike can post there, I believe, if my permission memory serves me right. So uh, make sure to start posting there, like your your screenshots, your clip, stream clips, GIFs, you know, cross posts from Reddit that you feel like are significant. Um, anything that's like Destiny related, we still want to keep it in that realm. Uh, put it there, and we'll highlight it on the podcast, and also within Discord, we might like start pinning them to the top with a tag of, you know, post of the week or something. So for this week, we don't really have anything yet because, like I said, we want to see how it goes, and we want to communicated out there but i will say there was some shenanigans i came back to one day someone posted i think it was caligula or somebody posted something about oh yeah getting ebooks yeah fortnite (laughs) ebooks or something and then from there someone said oh wow like what if our clan had books and it just evolved into like all these different book titles and like you know something something Halen is typing and I forget <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what the other ones were. How but... I learned to stop worrying and love Cabal Drop Pods. Yeah. Yeah, so uh that was pretty good. Uh I, I might do something to the tag that and people can go back and look at, at it if you missed it. Because let's be honest, a lot of us uh if we don't log in every day you'll go back to Discord and it's like, oh, 199 plus missed messages. And then you just click the top and scroll to present, you know? So uh, you might, you may, you may have missed some good stuff there. But if you listen to the podcast and check out the posts, we'll make sure you don't miss anything, you know, interesting or funny. Let's get moving along to the next bit of discussion because we have a lot of stuff to talk about because this is the first podcast that's coming after a big content launch. So, yeah, let's get on to the TWAB, first of all, which this TWAB... TWAB. TWAB? What do you guys say? TWAB? TWAB. This week at Bungie. Swag, you literally just said it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not? He's a complicated guy, dude. TWAB? TWAB. All right, so this week's This Week at Bungie, that even sounds worse. It highlighted the... And, oh, well, here we go again. Izanami? Yeah, Izanami is yeah. correct. Yeah, okay. Izanami Forge. So this is Forge number three. And this is the one that's... So we'll be getting into this next week. Hopefully this podcast launches tomorrow, which will be Monday the 24th, Christmas Eve. We should be able to attain the stuff, right? Uh, the, the Forge is open now. The Izanami Forge is open now. Um, so you can... Yes. You can... Basically how you start it is you um, kill Vex and you'll get, you'll get a drop. Um, I, I don't know if you have to unlock the other two forges first to, for that to happen. You do. Yeah, because so, I definitely did not get it, and I did the <laughs> Vex farming bounties from Grandma Eva every day. I or, really doesn't like Vex. Anyways. Um, anyways. Yeah, so you, you get you get a drop from um, Vex that starts this uh, fairly long quest chain. Um, there's the, the standard stuff of, like, kill with precision kills, and then uh, you got to kill some, like, Minotaurs and do some public events uh, there is a, a couple missions there's one really cool mission which is like a, a jumping almost a jumping puzzle mission oh yeah um, that that i really enjoyed cool. so that that was fun but the quest is fairly fairly long um it probably took me a good like two hours to complete it um i actually just got to the point where um i have the i finished up my frame and i'm able to go into the forge the first time so i actually haven't done it yet um i don't know i know 
Um, I know Swag's probably done it 500 times already, and I know Senti probably done it a good amount. What are your guys' thoughts on the new forge? It's definitely longer than the Warmind campaign. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Warmind campaign had like out of nowhere missions in them, but yeah. yeah, the Forge quest was pretty interesting. Um, it wasn't too grindy. Um, it had a couple of steps. It, it's long for sure, but it's not irritating as the other stuff we had to do before. Um, yeah. yeah. How was the Forge itself like actually doing the? I mean, it's essentially the same thing. Is it? I know there's like different platforms and stuff like that that you can jump. You have to jump on. Is that? Kind of oh yeah. So the forge is divided into like three different platforms. One of them has the forge itself on it, and then there are two platforms on the both sides. So basically, we split up in into three different platforms. Two people just kill those blue enemies the powerful enemies and just throw the balls at the center platform and whoever there's there a, picks them up yep hmm. there's a guy on the center platform who just picks them up and throws towards the forge gotcha okay it's it, it gets a little hectic on that center platform because if you focus a little too hard on picking up those orbs and throwing them in you also have a set of powerful uh creatures who are trying to essentially stop you from trying to fire up this forge but I feel like it's almost 1.5, maybe two times as many up top. So you have to be really careful in juggling, receiving these batteries, throwing them in, and stopping things from killing you. Whereas everybody's on the flank, they only have to focus on one thing, and that's killing and throwing. And when you say that, you're talking about like the, the first forge, for example? Yeah, like the first forge, you're essentially, you could split up, but I've seen the most popular strat is to take one side of it and just uh, dominate three of the spawning portals. And essentially, you just, as soon as you kill them, you pick it up, you throw it to the forge. But here in Izanami, the rear two platforms, it's really tricky to be under heavy fire and still nail a shot into the forge from there. So it's best to divide the duties for two people clearing, one person in the center delivering. So you kind of oh, yeah, have so... to do mechanics. Yeah. All right. And then the boss even has a little bit of a mechanic, mechanic right, where you got to kind of shoot oh, something shield. to reveal a yeah, shield. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's small, but at least it's, it's hmm. something. Okay. Yeah, it has like two little clasps on the shield, and if you start shooting the left one, it'll rotate uh, counterclockwise. You shoot the right one, it'll rotate clockwise, and then if you shoot it enough, you'll see it light up, like I think with this little red aura to show that it's locked into place for the next couple seconds, and then you just, you know, you let it rip into the boss well i do want to talk more about just the season of the forge and the forges more in a little bit but let's uh, go ahead and cover the rest of the stuff that was in twab because it really wasn't that much um it was just yeah. announcements so they're really giving us some stuff to do while people are on holiday sorry if you went off to grandmother's house over the river and through the woods and there's no internet or you know pc or anything like that but there will be iron banner beginning on the 25th right Double Valor from the 25th through the 28th, and then Triple Valor starting the 28th through Reset, which is going to be the first. And then there was a little bit of patch note stuff. I guess the only thing, I can't remember if this was the only thing mentioned or at least the only thing that we wanted to talk about, but they addressed the fixed an issue that caused weapon frames to be erroneously removed from players' inventories when completing forges. So, yeah. uh, so if you completed it the week before, or if you completed one, it would remove another. Is that how that worked? Yeah, so, go for it, Swag, because I know you had this issue at the start of this week. So it's partially true. 
uh, in the sense that if you had a powerful button frame from the previous week and you completed, for example, here in this week, I had a powerful hand cannon frame for Gofanon Forge. And at the reset, after reset, I went to Gofanon Forge and completed my hand cannon quest. But by doing so, the game removed my bow frame from my ADA's inventory. So I couldn't get the bow frame for the entire week on my Warlock. So hmm. avoid carrying previous frames from previous weeks into the next week. Into the next reset. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, casual players like me, like, I've been doing that left and right. Most of my weeklies, whenever I throw them in, it's like 33 minutes left on them. So I definitely carried them over <laughs> the last week. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the next time. That's been the story of my life lately. But it, it, it kind of adds some excitement to it as well, you know. It's like I'm doing a timed run of Destiny. So, all right. So There was one other piece on, on the TWAB that was kind of subtle there, but um, mm -hmm. we talked about it a little bit in chat. It was the Noyobi Labs, which is kind of the last thing on, on our roadmap um, that they gave into us. goes live on January 8th, um, but they did confirm it's not a dungeon like we have with like Shadow Throne because a lot of people, I think, were we're just assuming or hoping that it would be a new Shattered Throne type dungeon. But mm -hmm. it said they basically confirmed it here because I think they wanted to set up expectations. And it just says that event will ultimately unlock the Final Forge. So it's something to do with unlocking a Final Forge. I don't know if the labs is like... I mean, it sounds like it's something going to be more involved than unlocking the previous Forge, or else I don't think it would be separate. But it was kind of a, a bummer that it wasn't a dungeon, I guess. I don't yeah. know if you guys have thought the same. I thought it was going to be something like a Whisper of the Worm type quest, but right. apparently not even. So so then what do you guys think it is? Is it just going to be like, go patrol this area and you'll be phased into something? My money's on it being just like the previous unlock, uh, Forge Unlock quests, but um, with more interactions with other aspects of the game. Whereas the first one, we had to pretty much run around and kill a bunch of stuff. The second one, we're sent through a bunch of lost sectors. The third one, we have to go and do, uh, I think, was it a nightfall at some point? And we get a brand new quest and uh, public events. So I'm thinking the fourth one, I know it would anger a lot of the solo players if they went into um, a raid, because you, you guys remember the outburst they had about the uh, third seat of light. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think it most likely will be something interacting with an aspect of the game, either nightfalls, strikes, or who knows, maybe PvP or Gambit. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to hard to. It might even just be um, like an actual set of, of story missions that that are giving out um, story dialogue. So it might be something along those lines that will lead into to other other things like strikes or something like that. Um, you know, maybe we'll see something happen in the tower, tower will change, because it says an event. So when I think of an event, I think of, like, the stuff we've had of, like, the dawning or um, the Halloween event. So it, it could, you know, change up the world that we're already in, I guess, is kind of what I think about that. You know, either that be in the tower or, like, maybe there's something like they did, I think, what was it, like, before House of Wolves or something like that, where, you know, they kind of have that now where, like, there's these little bosses that are roaming around, but maybe they add more of that more you know world boss stuff that is around you know something that changes changes actually changes the world not just doing the same stuff so well, we'll that see. that brings me to actually the, that's a good dovetail into this next 
discussion topic is just a season of the forge in general and since you've already talked about it death like so the dreaming city evolution i feel like the player base lost their minds about that because it was just like such a good improvement um over previous content rollout you know it was a nice steady pace it was right. like players did something a week before and it, and it influenced something the next week and so on and so forth it was story and lore getting given to us in yeah. bits and pieces it was just almost everything that people wanted um how how do you guys feel like the season of the forge has been in like their content drip or release or or like what you're saying what you just said like do you think that's a good um are they doing a good job keeping that up compared to Dreaming City? I think so. I mean, I mean, Dreaming City definitely was was on another level, but I think it's it's still exciting to log in every week and see see what the new new forges, see what the new weapons that are, are available, um, you know, and finding the, those god rolls of those weapons. Um, there hasn't been as many surprises as there, you know, say in, in the Dreaming City. Mm-hmm. But even the Dreaming City itself is still evolving. Like if if when you turn in your your Oracle offing this week, you were given a pretty, oh, yeah. pretty intense uh, cutscene that's kind of changing the aspect. So, do, do you do you consider that you know part of Forsaken? I mean, or do you consider this part of the, you know the, the new season? Because that's true. This you know it, we technically st- still are we're Destiny Two Forsaken, um, you know Black Armory. Like we're you know we're in the season of the Forge of Forsaken. So it's like it's kind of hard to separate the, the two, um, but I think it does do a good job of. Uh, keeping everyone engaged every week of doing these new forges and getting these, these, these weapon rolls. Um, so I think, I think it's done a, a pretty good job of that. Is the cutscene yeah. still considered as a spoiler? I'd say yes. <laughs> I have peaked Maybe in these spoilers. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, everybody, I mean, that might be a good community post. Everybody go and do, uh, cause yeah, cause you won't be able to, I don't think you'll be able to do it next week. Cause I think it's directly think tied so. with like it being the highest, highest um you you're know, only curse week to, or whatever you're only able to enter mara's throne room on the highest curse week so yeah i think it's if you don't so, yeah. do it by tuesday reset it's out of reach so, I... Yeah, I would do it by get everyone by tuesday or else you know watch a video or something but we can talk about like the story implications next week of that because it's pretty pretty huge uh implications on the, the destiny lore you know i i often ignore the dreaming city stuff like the reset stuff i i rarely do it I guess I need to start doing it, <laughs> obviously. So, yeah. It's one thing I really liked about Forsaken is that unlike uh, a lot of the other aspects of Destiny 2, it was an expansion that was based more on exploration and finding things out yourself, whereas yeah. stuff like Black Armory and the stuff in the previous seasons like Osiris and Warmind, it was just you hunting things down and interacting with them instead of trying to really think about what you're supposed to do in the game. Yeah, there definitely seems to be not as many mysteries now. Like we, we really need like that whisper of the warm type quest that just yeah, that drops. Do. Like that new bow that they introduced, that it just drops. You know, like there's nothing special yeah, you had to do for that. that. It was just kind of like, yeah. yeah, it was it was cool to get it, but like it just it just dropped. It wasn't it would have been perfect opportunity for like, oh yeah, you go in this lost sector, you know, on IO, and you you shoot this one boss and you know this portal opens and takes you like it could have like taken you to that jumping puzzle mission that was used to unlock the forge like 
use that as the way to get the boat to drop, you know, and that would have been even, you know, it's not as cool as a whisper mission, but at least it's kind of something like that. So I think they, they can, they can, they can uh, definitely do better there, but this is a season pass. So we got to kind of remember that it's a new model for destiny. So, you yeah. know, we, we're going to have many weeks to come that things are still releasing and I, I'd rather have it this way than just get some crappy story missions at the beginning with, you know, costly cinematics that we never go back. But and you play, have to go you know, through so. on every sure. character. Yeah, 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 exactly. You just a heads up: if you are going to unlock the forge on all of your characters, you have to actually re-unlock them on every character, every single forge. What do you mean yeah, re-unlock them? As you, in, you just you'll unlock like... them with your hunter, and then you have to go back and do every single step all over again with your titan, including farming to get the drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah, you know, but it's bungee punishing there for having multiple characters. Well, at the same time, though, like the way they've, I don't think they've executed it very well, but I think their intention with the forges, it was for them to be like a gear progression. Like this one's more difficult, like this one's easier and this one's more difficult, but it's two different philosophies in my opinion. They, they have this really somewhat easy gearing up process. Like it's just kind of time gated with the powerful drops, but at the same time, they're giving us this, uh, this forge progression, which, you know, we're not used to so it's like no you gotta wait like you gotta go do this first because you're not ready for this next one I'm like no no we're, we're we're ready like your game allows us to be ready for that kind of thing like it's not that big of a deal that i'm 610 and this is saying i should be 620 kind of thing so so we already talked about the forge itself and the the you guys said the bow like it was some redacted thing uh but we're talking about the le monarch right is that what we're talking le about yeah. yep okay uh, so that just drops from completing powerful weapon frames, it seems, or at least has a higher chance to drop that way. Or is that the I only think way? Specifically from the Izanami Forge. Okay. Uh, but... It can also drop from. I mean, Bungie tweeted, I guess, two or three days ago, mm -hmm. that it can drop from any forge, but Ooh. it has a higher chance from dropping from powerful weapon frames. Okay, so uh, so just doing the forge gives you the drop chance, but if the frame is being completed on that completion of the forge as higher chance. Powerful frames. Powerful frame. All right. Yep. Swag, actually, I put this down for you since, uh, you know, you like, you're like our, the god roll. So if, if we gave, like, a call sign to you, it'd be like Swag <laughs> God Roll Walker or something like that. Oh, um, my God. You got his wrestling name. Yeah, exactly. Can we call him Swag Rolls now? Swag Rolls. Swag Rolls. <laughs> I like it. All right, from now on in Discord, anytime you're referring to a good role, it's called a swag role, all right? Um, so what what are the better... Is it pretty much textbook roles for, like, Pulse? Like, are we looking for Rampage and Outlaw or Kill Clip Outlaw kind of stuff? Or is there uh, some better roles for that one? So there's a better version of Kill Clip or Outlaw or Rampage Outlaw for the Pulse Rifle. It comes with... It can also roll with Feeding Frenzy and Rampage. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And putting frenzy or kill clip, so you don't necessarily have to get a precision kill to proc that outlaw perk. You can mm -hmm. just get a kill and get outlaw like speeds with repeating frenzy. That's nice. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, because uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that you you know sometimes you have stuff that you can't get precision kills on too. Yeah. So damn shanks. And then yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It should be like they're two little beady eyes. You know, you right, exactly. a, yeah. Uh, what about the bow? Like, what are we looking for there? Uh, personally, I don't have any idea for bows. <laughs> I don't use bows, and 
I'm not planning to go use them anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, me personally, if you're so as a Titan, you know, with my, was it one-eyed mask? One-eyed mask. Yeah. Oh so, my god. Weird so flags, dude. I'm looking. <laughs> I don't even know the name. I just wear it and use it. The <laughs> the I win piece of armor in PvP, bows work really well on a marked target. There, if 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 your resilience isn't high enough, it'll pretty much drop you with a headshot sometimes whenever you got that perk on. I have a sneak bow and target acquisition, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that, so I can quickly switch to it in those situations from nice. like my Ace of Spades or something like that. So I feel like sneak bow for PvP is pretty good. Uh, PvE, I, I guess you're just looking for like Firefly or Dragonfly. For me, generally, I've had great performance with uh, the two traits being Archer's Tempo and Rampage. But okay. um, just because... It lets you get those draws out faster, and Rampage, of course, buffs you per every kill you get. But um, unfortunately, I don't think Dragonfly drops on uh, on the Spiteful Fang. Oh, really? On the, the Forge bow? Yeah, it does not. Um, for the String and the Arrow, though, you're probably going to want Polymer String and Fiberglass Arrow Shaft, just because longer distances, and you get a boost to accuracy. Well, to the accuracy stat. Okay. And there is a curated drop, and that's the Archer's Tempo with Explosive Head, but I've always had issues with Explosive Head because it counts as different damage from the bow. Yeah. So yeah. if you're trying to complete a challenge or whatever that requires bow kills, that Explosive's Head might actually not count as a bow kill. Yeah, I, I've always been, you know, I, I've disliked Explosive Rounds and Explosive Head because of that. It, it, it screws up your your dragonfly or other procs yeah. sometimes. Yeah, and naturally the base stats on Spiteful Fang has like a low accuracy. That's why I would recommend the at least the string and the arrow to be something that boosts that for you. But mm-hmm. the really good thing about this bow is that it has a really fast draw time. I think it's something like a 660 or something like that. Oh, okay. It's so. probably one of the fastest. Nice. And for the rest of the season, we're either looking for new forges, which... Do most of you think there's going to be at least one more? Maybe more? I think so, yeah. I think there'll be there'll be at least one. I mean, I guess technically we're out of... Wait, we don't have a hive one, do we? Technically um, be a hive forge? forge? Yeah. So in the trams it says uh, Bergusia Force get kills okay. with the new exotic sniper at Bergusia Force. Forge. So I guess there's one more forge. All right. And but we we have one two three four five six possibly seven slots left. So, so that's grenade launcher, rocket, sidearm, scout, sword, fusion, and or linear. And I think we passed off trace rifle. Is not going to happen. Um, oh, shotgun. We haven't had a shotgun yet either, right? Yeah, we yeah. haven't. Okay, so Mike. So maybe one more forge, and then you know we'll start cycling back through them with new slots on the 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 frames. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all the weapon archetypes you mentioned are coming from the raid right now. Yeah, so that's why I was wondering if like it combines both oh. of the raid and the forges, and then you get a full set of everything. You know, hmm. so that might be might be a thing. So we, we might and also definitely... remember there's a uh, set of just regular black armory weapons, which were the remade year one weapons. Right. Oh yeah. Just drop randomly. So yeah, we might. Well, I guess we'll see next week because that'll be the the rotation. Um, 
because the new Forge, like they said, Naomi Labs would would be the new Forge thing, and that one that's not coming for two weeks. So, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to talk about the Donning event. I mean, just let's just throw it out there. You guys like it? I I do. I I think it's it's something that I can essentially do while I'm doing my other stuff. So um, there's a little bit of time at the beginning that you need to make all the recipes to masterwork your oven. So there, so there might be things that you're doing that you wouldn't normally do, like get kills with a sword or something like that if you don't normally use swords. So there might be a little bit of grinding on that. But afterwards, um, you can just make whatever recipe that you want that you have a lot of stuff for. So like I'm usually rolling Solar Titan, so I have a lot of those... Uh, explosive, explosive flavor yeah, or whatever. So, Right, so I can make a lot of whatever recipe uses that, um, and then you get the the essence, the dawning essence from doing anything from PvP to to um, strikes to raids to you know patrols and stuff like that. So I it's kind of fun to I usually end my play session just kind of baking extra stuff that I have and delivering the gifts. Um, delivering the gifts themselves gives you a, a chance at a, a roll, another roll on that light machine gun that that's. Um, the avalanche machine gun that is just specific to this event or you can also just get like random armor rolls um, on gift turn in so i've gotten a few you know sets of armor that i'm like oh it you know has you know hand cutting targeting or something like that that i've I've wanted with you know um you know whatever so that's it's a cool area to get that um so i kind of and you also can get some powerfuls i think if you bake like 10 things a week or something yeah, it's um, like, and do like 10 deliveries yeah it's like not quite a baker's dozen or something is what the quest is right. called mm-hmm. <laughs> um i also like that the ingredients don't take up a bunch of your space in your inventory um it's fantastic. all contained in the in the oven area so you're not having to like i'm already juggling with my consumables and all that stuff so it's, it's kind of all contained in there i do like that um i like that i can do i mean i you know i haven't played a ton i play a decent amount but I haven't, you know, specifically grinded any dawning stuff, and I think I'm only like, um, I think to 25 recipe or 25 bakes away from like fully upgrading this the sparrow. So this doesn't really take too much time, I guess. So that's what I like about it. So right, what about you? Do you even pick up the bounties? Uh, yeah, I did. I mean, just for the just for completing triumphs and getting that. But like, um, once you did though, do you still pick them up? Uh, nope. I mean, you just all use... I did was bake 12 cookies or traveler donuts and give it to mm-hmm. Ikora. Yeah. That completed my two powerfuls, and that was it. This is my opinion. Uh, I guess I'm asking you guys if you think the same. It adds flavor for the time of the season, right? So yep. it gives us that holiday flavor, and it gives us one extra powerful drop a week, at least, and some extra drops, like Death was saying, just at the end of your session. Which, by the way, that's going to be the last thing that gets recorded of 2018 that Dust says is that every time he ends his gaming session, he likes to go bake. Um, I like to go bake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, bake. anyways, you, hey, you go bake some cookies and then you, you, know, yeah, you, you drop baked. them off and get... you might not get baked. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you bake some cookies, you drop them off, and you get some, some more rolls, right? Like some armor yeah. and some weapons and right. stuff. So, I guess what's not like about, about that? While adding yeah. some interesting, you know, hey, grandma's visiting and, you know, she gave me this easy bake oven that I can go make cookies with kind of thing. Yeah, I guess, you know, and I was going to ask you from the more casual perspective. Oh, thanks. Um, you know, you're filthy <laughs> casual. <laughs> not, as pl- not as having enough time to play as, as some of us other. Uh, um, this event, I, I, I think, is more 
um, like accepting for for people to have less play time because it's not like the Infinite Forest with the Halloween one where you just you had to play Infinite Forest to get that event done. So you 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 had to ignore like other powerful um, power powerful gear stuff and do the Infinite Forest. Versus this is you can do you know your you know weekly Crucible or your weekly um, stuff that you you need to get done and then you can uh, do that while also still baking. So I think that. I like this event in that it, it, it's that, but I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Well, um, seeing that I got Thunderlord from the very first weekly, um, and I nice. didn't even realize I was getting it done, uh, I'm okay with this event. It's great for casual yeah. players. Uh, so yeah. if you didn't get the exotic that you ignored whenever it was relevant, uh, I'm sorry. But this casual <laughs> player thinks it's great. To really answer your question, though, like I'm still working on the last like the little milestone quest deal with like oh got you a hundred and something mm-hmm. bakes yeah or whatever 20 baked and is it just baked or baked and delivered uh i think it's just, it's baked. just baked yeah so gotcha. but i think there's a good what week another reset of this or two? Oh yeah until the, until the until the first there's one thing real quick i do want to touch upon this is a real casual friendly event but there is some aspect that does require a lot of grinding unless you're willing to pony up the cash and that's eververse has like been extremely padded with like a bunch of uh, ghost projections and um sparrows and stuff like that that don't really feel as if they're relevant to the holiday season yeah, and I think it was just made to to stretch out the pool so that even if you have three characters and you're getting all three sets of uh, Eververse engrams every week, you might still end up short from what you want. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I've 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 turned in a lot, and there's a lot that I still haven't gotten. I just usually get like yeah. the projections or the transmat effects and stuff. So yeah, I feel you there. Yeah. yeah, I I think I got two exotic or two like of the new emotes back to back and some engrams one time yeah. but yeah like you guys are saying most of them are like very generic ships or sparrows and some projections it, it has been pretty dry like bad rng um yeah. so maybe they tweak that a little bit but but yeah as soon as i get done with that last milestone it'll be just like everyone else just make sure you use up all your materials especially for the reset because those are potential drops for a roll or something that you might want all right let's wrap it up with talk about the new raid scourge of the past I am just now at the appropriate level to go into it. So maybe I think I signed up for the one maybe next week. So I'll be joining you guys. So not much from me on this part, uh, but I have watched the streams and talked to you guys about it. How do you feel like it stacks up as being labeled an actual new raid and not labeled as a layer from last from destiny one or excuse me, Um, destiny two year one. It's definitely a raid layer. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, I wanted to avoid saying lair because it is in yeah. a separate location and storyline than than what the main raid content for year two was, which was Last Wish. But in regards to duration, yeah, it's a raid lair. So is it is that the player base misinterpreting that label? Like, does it have to be like a a branch off of the same location for it to be considered a lair? Yeah, I, I think I think the layer part does have to be related to the the original raid. I also think there is some misinterpretation because I think Bungie even said yes, they're not calling it a layer because both you know it's not related to Last Wish and also that it was it was slightly they thought it was slightly bigger than a normal layer. And while it, 
I think what they almost meant was not the length of the raid as far as like how long it'll take you to complete it. I actually just saw Glad uh, did like a nine minute, 26 second run the other night. Wow. Crazy. But it's not the the time to take complete it, but maybe they're referring to like the play spaces because the play spaces are huge. The scale of the raid, like the city Mm. is huge. You're using your Sparrow. The the last two, you know, um, the prime, the phase one and two is a huge play area that bigger than anything, you know, we've almost ever had in a raid in terms of scale. So maybe they mean meant more of scale. So um, while the raid is, you know, fairly short, the the scale of the raid and, and how how huge the PlayStation spaces are is is kind of more than uh, your normal layer that you would see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it really did. I I remember the first day you guys were doing it, and I was watching your stream. I was, you know, just the aesthetic and like, wow, this is real Destiny urban combat, pretty much. Like, this is pretty cool right. kind of thing. I liked it. Yeah. So, okay. So, yes, raid on the aesthetic and scale of it, but no in terms of actual, I guess, playing content and completion time. Right kind of thing which is which is kind of okay and in, in the spot where we're at right now i mean if it if we got another raid that was just as long as last wish you know it's just a lot to do you know when in that weekly reset that you're, you're trying to fit True. everything in so if you if you got another you know longer raid it, it's it just can be tough so I, I think it's okay to have that these kind of shorter ones in, in between uh larger raids that you're, you're still running every week for your your powerfuls or your drops or whatever mm. so for myself and those of us who haven't done it yet, what kind of builds or sets should I be preparing to take in or what should I be infusing to prepare to go into it? Whisper, definitely. Yeah. So same old, same yeah, old? Is it, okay. Yeah, same old, same old almost. Um, I, I, a good LMG too, like Thunderlord, works really well because there's a lot yeah. of ad clearing stuff um, when you're not using Because Whisper is really the best on the, on the phase two of the final encounter. But otherwise, um, you can just use uh, an LMG as good ad, ad clearing supers. Um, the the part where you're the Indiana Jones giant servitor flaming herpes or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, the you want uh, improved assembler on your sparrow, which is um, allows it to be, it allows it to summon again after it's blown up or whatever. And then uh-huh. the, you want your ghost to have quick, uh, quick summon or speed demon on the ghost. So you, yeah. if you yeah. basically the the strat is if your know, ghost is a, or your uh, sparrow is about to blow up, you jump off it real quick and quickly get a new one. So you're you're on a fresh a fresh spray row for that part. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just your standard stuff. Or just, you know, yeah. get good and don't wreck. Get right. good, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, also, if you don't want to have a wide variety of different uh, energy weapons, because in the second, the first half of the Annihilation Prime encounter, you do somewhat need to be, um, how can I say this, element attuned. I've seen a, pu- a couple of people recommend Uriel's gift to be master or to be brought up to 650. That way, you can take out uh, the proper shielding. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So wait, what? Oh, because there's that part where you have to kind of switch between different uh, mm-hmm. types. When you right? have those sh- uh, shielded shanks. Yeah, yeah these, these shanks spawn down, and they're just a random. Uh, oh, you mean hard light shield? Hard light. Thank you. I don't know why I can't. Oh, you mean yeah, that was, hard that was light? Like, wait, <laughs> I just missed that gun so much. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and well, like some people might have aerials of different, of all different sorts, you know, or the what was the scout, the seven five six or whatever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or also um, borealis too. Yeah, it's funny. It's just funny you said aerials because uh, I was going through my inventory, cleaning stuff, some stuff out, and it was a, uh, I saw my aerials and. The other one that came out that was just like it, and I think it came with Dragonfly on it or something. Mm -hmm. But anyways, yeah, good guns, good times. 
Um, even better on console with uh, aim assist turned up. So. Oof. All right. Well, we will uh, probably wrap up our uh, main discussion there. Uh, thank you guys for being here and talking mm-hmm. through everything. Uh, I think a uh, pretty good job for our first go. My first yeah, podcast. How about you guys? Ooh, same. You guys don't have any like side podcasting gig going on? No. My, no. my, my podcast hustle is pretty low right now. Oh, so. yeah? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, again, uh, all, to all of our listeners there, thank you for tuning in. Uh, be sure to share this with friends or anybody you know that likes Destiny. One more time, Death, where can people find you if they want to like tune into your stream and stuff? Yeah, you can find me at twitch.tv slash death and taxes underscore tv or just uh, communicate me on discord i also have a twitter um if you want to do that but discord or, or through my twitch is probably the, the best way all right and synth for me it's actually pretty easy you can always find me on twitch.tv slash synth or just do like everybody and hit me up on discord where um uh, what's my account synth uh pound three four one four and if not, I mean, my name is Synth Anywhere. You can find me on Steam, Twitter, whatever. And uh, always glad to help out. Cool. Yeah, Swag, I'm not you as much as these guys, but you can only find me on Discord. All right. Yeah, otherwise, you don't want people trying to find you, hitting you up nope. anywhere? No? Okay. He's right. trying to figure out how to do invisible mode IRL, but he's having <laughs> difficulties. Get off my line. All right, well, since you guys are pestering here in, in the little text chat, where do you think Scourge of the Past ranks in all-time raid ranking for you? I think I think you kind of got to do it in two different things, like um, all-time raid versus like also raid layer, because you know the length of it is is a raid layer. I think I think it's the best raid layer that we ever had. Um, you know, yes, Eater Worlds is, is is fun and it's it's really quick and and fairly simple. Um, but and then Spire Stars is, is just super mechanically heavy. But I think the the fact that this introduces sparrows and then the scale of the encounters, I think it's has to at least for me right up near the top. Um as far as all time, um usually for me it's 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 probably probably um King's Fall, um oh, Wrath yes. of the Machine and and then maybe Last Wish and then this one. Um Vault of Glass, I think it is really good, but I also think there's a, a sense of nostalgia there as far as like a raid and raid mechanics compared to some of the other ones. It was it was fairly basic, so that's kind of how I would probably have to rate it. All right, synth. Any uh, um, different? I'm I I gotta I gotta agree with you there, Death, on King's Fall being the greatest uh, destiny raid that we've gotten in regards to raid layers. This is definitely the I'd say it's the best raid layer with uh, Eater Worlds coming in uh, with a close second. Spire Stars being mechanical was great, but I feel like there's still some things that need to be a little tweaked with Spire Stars. Um, as for like top three, I would definitely put King's Fall first. I'll get a, I have to give in to my nostalgia, put Vault of Glass second. And uh, to be honest, I, I think I have a special thing with Leviathan. I'd have to pretty much put it tied at third with Last Wish. All right, swag. Uh, it's definitely in the top five for me. Uh, first being the Wrath of Machines. Oh, yeah. Second, I'll say uh, maybe Vault of Glass because that's the first even raid I did. And third will be Last Wish. Uh, I, I'm not seeing King's Fall only because I never completed King's Fall. Oh, so, 
My yeah. condolences. We still D1 need and to... D2 win. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that'll be... like Maybe at the end of Destiny 2's life cycle, it'll be like, hey, new raids from Destiny 1. Yeah. I mean, the, the reaction. I, I don't think... I wouldn't complain. Like, no one complained would, whenever I, they brought I, up Vault of Glass. I would, yeah. I would buy people copies to join us in... King's Fall and Vault of Glass and all of those mm. in D2. Get your exotic fate bringer and all that kind of stuff. Like no no one really complained about that. So all right. Well that'll that'll about do it. Thank you again for listening, everyone. And uh we don't know if this will be weekly, but uh if hey, if the game keeps putting out stuff to talk about every week, then we will try to do this weekly. So just check back on anywhere where you get your podcasts. I'm gonna publish this on uh, anchor.fm but that should also push it out to Apple and other places where you get your podcast. All right. See ya.